On this 9th day of August, at Martyr Shrine in Te Ontario, the National Shrine to the Canadian Martyrs, we celebrate with you the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. During these difficult times, when the faithful are unable to physically participate in the Holy Mass, the Jesuit Fathers of His Holy Side remain united with you in prayer, asking the intercession of St. John de Perbock and his companions that each of you may find healing, renewal, spirit, and peace. A religious community who share a common life at table, at labor, and at prayer. A family of faith, the Jesuits here share this Mass for you and encourage you to continue practicing safe measures of physical distancing and all other measures proposed by our government during this time of COVID-19 pandemic. Today's Mass is celebrated for Maria Rosaria Caristo, Angela Iori, Rafael and Nicola Iori, Difunti family Sina and Malfara, Estefan Brokovansky, Joseph Trino, for the soul of Wai Mao Mary Menezes, Maria Nimpa and Cristino Baling, Lea de Maculangan, Leandro and Nenelita de Maculangan, as well as for the intentions of Martyr Shrine Association and our benefactors. Our presider is Father Patrick Holdricks, and our conservants are Father Stephen LeBlanc and Father Louis Martel Lutier. Look to your covenant, O Lord, and forget not the life of your poor ones forever. Arise, O God, and defend your cause, and forget not the cries of those who seek you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so in order to prepare ourselves to celebrate this Holy Eucharist, let's now pause a moment and ask our Heavenly Father to pardon us and to strengthen us. You are sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. And you are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us 
Lord, have mercy. The Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the first book of Kings. When Elijah reached Oreb, the mountain of God, he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Response. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God, the Lord, will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in all. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet, righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will, will look down from the sky. Show us your steadfast love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him, 
and will make a path for his steps. Show us your steadfast love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are children of Israel, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Christ, who is over all. God be blessed forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to the Lord. feeding the crowd with the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking towards them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Elijah was a very troubled man. Every time he wanted to rest, God would say, now go and say this, go and do that. Go and prophesy to the widow. He had a lot of trouble. People were against him. He was also known as a prophet of doom. And now here, God wants to talk to him, but it looks like he's pretty cut up with God going through so much of trouble and uh, he tries to sort of get out of his God's way but God will chase him to the ends of the earth to get him to talk to the people on his behalf to be his mouth to speak the words of wisdom to speak the words of healing to speak the words of hope and so it is this time in today's reading when Elijah reaches Horeb the mountain of God he thought he could escape into a long, narrow cave and spend the night there probably saying, God, please, please don't use me. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to be comfortable. But then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for I am about to pass by. Then he said, okay, that's what you want me to. So he thought that God was in the wind. He said, oh. It's a strong wind that's throwing down rocks from the mountain, breaking them into pieces, creating landslides and disturbance. Are you there, God, in all that force? But he didn't get any response. Next, it was not in the wind. And then probably the result of all this, there was an earthquake. But he did not sense the presence of God in the earthquake, not in any disturbance not in any moments of, subnet, uh, of uh, storms or tossing of the seas. God is not there. Even in the fire, God is not there, but was in that deep sense of silence. A sound of sheer silence. That's when something touched Elijah and so he wrapped his mantle around his face and stood at the entrance of the cave. And it is there that we find God in silence even till today. That's why when we go through retreats, silent retreat, eight days, forty days, is there we find God. Hermits and great uh, monks, monks went into the desert in the sheer silence to be with God, to be able to listen to Him, to talk to Him to talk to them, to hear his voice in sheer silence. In sheer silence, a rose blooms. We can't hear it. In sheer silence, we can hear our voice of conscience. In sheer silence, we can spend a few moments early morning after arising. In sheer silence, we can hear God talking to us in the depths of our souls. So it is like Elijah, what does it mean today in sheer silence to us? 
because we know now that God is not pure audiovisual, beating of drums and gongs and clanging of bells and things like that. No, that is that is phenomenon just to keep us occupied on this earth. But when we go into a silence, it's then that we can grow. Growth always takes place in silence. And that's what St. Paul experiences, the voice of God in him, the driving force that let him go through a lot of persecution because the world could not understand what this madman is talking all about. He was a Pharisee, very strict in the Jewish law. Something happened. The conversion moment. That only he and Jesus could speak in the, on the road to Damascus. Nobody else could understand. Maybe they could see the light. Maybe they could hear the words. But this dialogue, this few precious moments, was what was the turning point in Paul's life. Ready to give his life for being united with Christ. And his drive, his hope, his dreams were that the rest of us be united with the great teacher, with the great healer, the one who can give us our peace of mind, starting from the children of Israel to the corners of the earth. The Psalms, of course, are always demanding for a sign from God. And that is true that we need to worship God and not his creation. God does not want us just to sit back and worship him 24 hours a day. He wants us to help him. He wants us to work for him. And in the story of today's gospel, it's a very classic example of where we see the compassionate side of Jesus. Now these people had been following him all through the countryside, listening to what he had to say. Many people were healed, many people were made whole, Many people could speak, many people could hear, the deaf, the dumb, the lame, the blind, the sick, the whatever they had it, they were all cured. Nobody was ever refused. After listening to him for three days, it was past supper time when the disciples told him, why don't you send them home? Uh, it's past uh, supper time, it could be eight o'clock, nine o'clock, our time, but Jesus said, oh my God, how are they going to walk home? They must have been run out of food. The little that they had brought must be over. And even some may be unwilling to share it with others. They must be hiding the little food that they have for, 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 for the fear of being totally run out of food or being hungry. And so he said, you, why don't you feed them? And they said, what? We feed us? Where are we going to get this much food? You know, there were 5,000. It's only the men, not counting the women and children. Everybody wanted to listen to what Jesus had to say. And so, in the symbolic Jewish gesture of taking the bread, saying a prayer, thank you, Father, for feeding us, for sending down your rain, for the seed to grow, and for the sower to reap, and for the bread maker to make the bread to feed us, we thank you from the depths of our heart. And so this five loaves and two fish was a way of the multiplication of feeding the 5,000 plus 2,000 odd 
men, women and children, that they were full and filled. Now the most difficult part of people realizing is that this is the one we have been waiting for, he has worked a miracle, this is the son of God, he should be made our king because he can now feed us three meals a day. All we have to do is just say, please God feed us. And God said, uh, Jesus must have said, oh good Lord, it has been misinterpreted. There's going to be a riot. And I don't want the disciples intervening and uh, complicating the whole situation. So probably that's one of the reasons he wanted them out of the way. He sent them on ahead. You go ahead, I'll follow with you. We need some rest. So he sent the disciples away and he's personally sent the people with kindness, with compassion, with politeness and saying, we will meet, need to talk another day, but I'm not ready to be your king in the way you understood, or even if the disciples have understood the king as a physical earthly king. And for this reason, he very diplomatically sent the people away. The next part comes to him to thank God for working this miracle of feeding the 5,000 plus hungry people who were with him, listening to him intently for the past three or four days. Now, this must have been in the time of April, the month of uh, springtime, where the Passover was coming near. And so, in these few moments that he had spent with God, he decided to, after finishing this dialogue with his father, he decided to walk towards his disciples who were on the stormy lake, for a storm had arisen. And it was during the fourth watch, that is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., according to that time, must be around early morning, 3 a.m. or so, that he was walking towards the spot where they were to be with his disciples. And this is the time when he met them and his famous words to reassure them, they were mighty scared because they never seen anything like this happening before. And when they didn't, rec I mean, they must have recognized him as God, but uh, the concept was still too early. Uh, I think Peter must have caught or figured it out that he is the chosen Messiah. And so, when Peter recognized him, he said, Lord, please bid me to come to you. And Jesus said, of course, come. You know how Peter is. He always spoke first and then repented later. He was a man of the heart, always ready to forgive, forget and heal. And that was the difference between him and Judas. Uh, when, when Judas realized his mistake of betraying Christ and he threw back the 30 pieces of silver, uh, was actually searching for the solution within himself, trying to find a solution. And that led him to despair, to negativity, uh, to hopelessness, and probably that drove him to commit suicide, to kill himself. But unlike Peter, Peter always looked to Christ for help. When he denied him three times, he looked at him wept bitterly and said, forgive me. So we have something to learn from Peter today that in times of storms in the sea, uh, we see Jesus reaching out his hand and saying, come, I will help you. Like Peter, reach out a hand. But most of the time we are enveloped in a sea of negativity and we don't look beyond the dark cloud that is hovering over us. We forget that there's a big blue sky above it and so we try to find solutions within ourselves and that blessed dark cloud in our lives. And so 
like Peter, when we are sinking, cry out, help me, Jesus. I can't figure out why there is no peace in my family, why there's disturbance, why my brother or sister is so disturbed and so negative, why does he hate me, and so on and so forth. Why do I say things that hurt others? Why am I so impatient? Why am I so unwise and silly? Why don't I understand the more difficult people in my office space who keep stepping on my toes? And so we reach out to Jesus to ask him to lend us a hand so that when he helps us to understand, when he heals us, well, that's not the end of the story. We are here on this earth to help Jesus to bring about the kingdom of heaven and earth. And that prayer of the Our Father is such a wonderful prayer when we are nourished daily by the daily bread of the words of the gospel, his teachings. When our hearts are filled with compassion and love and understanding and forgiveness and healing by the Holy Spirit. When in our freedom we are led into temptation by the negative spirit. Well, God has given us a spirit and our freedom to decide whether to accept his help or not. And so we use our freedom to accept his help or not. And therefore, with his help, we are not led into temptation by the negativities that surround our world, but rather we are delivered from all that is evil, because that's what God wants us. He needs us to help him to build a better world according to the values that Jesus has so struggled to talk to us, to teach us by parables, by way of understanding. And of course, we always talked in parables because parables are stories that make us reflect. You know, you're not just there to just listen and forget it. Parables are there to strike the heart of our, the home, strike home in our hearts and to turn around and uh, be, a, be a different people. It helps us to change and that's what God wants us to help, to be, to help Jesus. And that's what St. Ignatius also when he talked to God the Father and the Divine Majesty, he asked God to help him, to help Jesus. And that's why it is known as the Companions of Jesus. And that's what the martyrs were all about in the shrine, that they listened to the words of God, the Holy Trinity, to help them in moments of frustration. Take the example of Noel Shabanel. He couldn't order a steak that was rare, medium or well done in those days. He hated the food. He wrote home, he said, I can't eat this rotten fish and the poster paste of mushed corn, but yet I will stay because I find eternal happiness in doing the work of Jesus. And so we are all called today, whether we are Jesuits or none, or just about everybody on this earth, we are born into this earth to glorify God by our lives. Let's all now stand to recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us all now stand and place all our prayers and petitions on this altar here today, asking the Lord to hear our prayers. We pray for all those who have asked us to pray for them in this Mass. Pray especially for those in our own families who are sick, suffering and dying. We also remember the victims of COVID and for other, uh, the latest victims of the Beretus explosion. That they may be healed. They may come to terms with this unfortunate tragedy in their lives. Pray for all victims who are suffering in all the parts of our planet and our earth, that they may find the solace in God alone who can help them and heal them and give them their peace of mind. And we also pray for the church, the faithful, and the steadfast sign of love and trust between God and humanity. For them all, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the world leaders called to be just and caring stewards of the world's material wealth. For them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the poor and for all who search and hope for relief from their troubles. We pray for the victims who are enslaved by alcoholism and substance abuse, for the marginalized, homeless, oppressed victims of injustice that they may find their justice and peace in God. For them, we pray to the Lord. We pray for all those who are witnessing this Eucharistic celebration. We pray for them and their families and all their loved ones. And now we pause a moment as we pray for our own personal requests in the silence of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father, you inflame the hearts of the blessed martyrs with an admirable zeal for the salvation of souls. Grant us, we beseech you, as we place all our prayers and petitions on this altar here and now today, so that the favors obtained through the intercessions may make manifest before all the power and the glory of your name. St. John the Brebeuf, St. Isaac Jobes, St. Gabriel Lallemont, St. Lord Chabonel, St. Arthur Daniel, St. René Gopal, St. Charles Garnier, St. Jean de Lalande, St. Catherine Tekakwitha, St. Joseph, Patron of Martyrs, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given in human hands of it, will become for us our bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, to your goodness we have this wine to offer, which earth has given in human hands you made to become for us our spiritual food.
Pray, my dear friends, that our sacrifice may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. Amen. We please the Lord to accept the offerings of your church. For in your mercy you have given them to be offered, and by your power you transformed them into the mystery of our salvation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. It's our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of this world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed humans in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all that you have made and forever to praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with the angels we praise you as in joyful celebration. We all acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of pardon, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed Holy Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and the working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. And therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit to graciously make holy these gifts that you have brought to your consecration, that they may now become the body and the blood of your Lord, of our Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At his command, we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, <coughs> and giving you thanks, he said the blessing. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And so in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And so let us all proclaim this mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. And therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate this memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, and grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit, 
in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your blessed servant Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop, the order of bishops and all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your holy. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you, and your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you and their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom, that we hope enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, our glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And so with the confidence given to us, Heavenly Father, the words our Savior gave us, we all now join in to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Father, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always freed from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, it is my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her the peace and unity in accordance with your will, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have no sins. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have no sins. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have no sins. And behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Happy and blessed are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Coming down to him, the bread that I will give, says the Lord, is my flesh for the life of the world. Let us pray. May the communion in your sacrament that we have consumed save us, O Lord, and confirm us in the light of your truth. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Living together as members of a community of priests in one household, we are aware of the blessing it is for the four of us to have Mass together, and we thank you for taking the time to share it with us today. And so below on our website are other ways that we hope to be present with you. We offer you the option of having a candle lit on your behalf by our Jesuit in our, our votary. And we offer you a weekly reflection for your personal prayer, a weekly bulletin, and an opportunity for you to make a donation to support the Martyr Shrine. Though a new date of opening was on the 4th of July, we are still praying for you. We hope to see you on the 1st of May 2021. In the meantime, we hope that you remain safe and healthy as we all practice social distancing during these very difficult times. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessings to the intercessions and the relics of the Canadian martyrs. And so through the prayers of God's holy martyrs, may the Lord bless you, guide you and protect you and keep you safe in your journeys to your various destinations, we also grant you sound health of mind, body and spirit, answer all your prayers and so bestow on you always the peace of his kingdom, in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.